You're listening to the official Ankeny Community School District podcast, We Are Ankeny, where we're sparking conversations about all things Ankeny schools. Welcome back to Let's Talk About It. Today, we're stepping back into the past and taking a look at the origins and history of the city of Ankeny, and we're happy to have co-chairs of the Ankeny Historical Society Board of Directors with us today, along with Ankeny graduate and current intern at the Historical Society. Our first guest and board co-chair is Lois Thorson O'Donnell. Lois grew up in Ankeny and is a 1968 graduate from Ankeny High School. She attended Grandview College and received her BA and master's degrees from Drake University. She worked at Dial Financial, also known as Northwest Financial and Wells Fargo Financial, until 2008 as a communications and marketing manager. She has been actively involved with the Ankeny Area Historical Society and became a board co-chair in 2023. She also loves to sing, having sung with the Drake Community Chorus and served on the board of of the Des Moines Choral Society and Metro Women's Network. She's been married for 47 years and has two daughters and two grandchildren. I might have to have you sing, Louis, during this podcast, okay? Is that okay? No. No? Okay. (laughs) But welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Next, we have uh, Joanne Koheiser Adamson. is a a lifelong resident of Ankeny. Her grandparents moved to Ankeny in 1926 and farmed where the strip mall containing the Dollar Tree is currently located in Ankeny on Ankeny Boulevard. Joanne married her uh, Ankeny High School sweetheart, Terry Adamson. Their son owns a business in Prairie Trail, and they have three grandchildren currently attending Ankeny schools. Joanne was in the first kindergarten class when Parkview Middle School was a brand-new elementary school. Her senior year, Parkview became a three-year high school. Very interesting. Joanne worked at John Deere in Des Moines, uh, in Des Moines for 35 years before retiring and was the first female supervisor for 25 of those years. Also, uh, community-focused, she has served on the board of directors uh, for um, Deer Employees Credit Union, was a 4-H leader, and has been a member of the Ankeny Area Historical Society since 1998 and active in leadership roles since 1995. Welcome. Joanne. Thank you. I, I won't ask you to sing because it, it, <laughs> it didn't say that in your bio, but yeah, uh, Thank you. You, you may be able to sing. <laughs> Next is Grinnell College student, Ankeny High School graduate and current intern for the Ankeny Area Historical Society, Evan Albaugh. Evan is a self-subscribed his, history enthusiast. At an early age, he became interested in all areas of history. He has been a member of the Historical Society for the last four years. His interest was sparked by learning um, of his deep family roots in local history and encouragement, especially from his grandmother, to learn more. Evan also credits several Ankeny Middle School and high school history teachers for encouraging his interest in history, including completing an independent research project that covered all eight townships in northern Polk County. Evan works 30 hours per week as an intern at the Ankeny Area Historical Society as part of a grant he received at Grinnell. He's majoring in history and after graduation plans to pursue a career in the museum industry. Evan, welcome back. Thank you. Very glad to have you here. And so the first question is going to go to you, Joanne. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm really excited. I've been learning a lot about Ankeny 
uh, the Metro over the past year and a half. Really interested in the insight uh, from all three of you about your experiences and why people should you know, get involved and come visit the Historical Society um, at some point this year. And so, Joanne, can you give some background about the history of the Ankeny Area Historical Society? Sure. Um, in about 1987-88, strong business leaders decided they wanted to form a historical society along with longtime residents. And they met on the west end of 3rd Street at the Ankeny Chamber Office. That's where it was located mm-hmm. at that time. And um, that's where they had their monthly meetings as a membership. Then in about 1993, the McClary House, which was located on Highway 69, where the very sweet, the Dairy Queen is today, uh, needed to move that house out of the way so they could build their building. Um, the owner of the ground, I, can't, I can recall his name, but I don't know how to pronounce it, Budview. Mm-hmm, Budview. Um, wanted to know if they could sell the house. Well, he wasn't interested in the money, mm-hmm. so he contacted members of the Historical Society to come take a look at it, and they said, this would be perfect, but we need to move it. They contacted the school. The school said, we could give you a lease for a dollar a year and move it to 3rd and School Street. Wow. So they were given two months to raise the funds of $75,000 to move the house. And it was moved in August of 1994. Quite a day. On, it was a Sunday morning. <laughs> they had to clear the power lines and everything. So we've got a wonderful agreement with the school to be able to be on the property. And it's a perfect location for us, too. Wow. That, that's... Uh it could have been a sight just seeing the house being moved that day, right? We've got many pictures of it. I don't think, I don't know if there's any video or not. Wow. Yeah, um, there's a big sign outside the front porch that shows a picture of the move, I believe. So, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So um, as soon as I moved here, the the, the discussion um, was always about how much Ankeny has grown and the changes that have taken place. And just moving that building was a big change. But, Joanne, you had something else to add? Yes. Well, I was going to talk about Ankeny Original. Okay. Okay. Yes. Well, it was founded by John and Sarah Ankeny. We have to include Sarah because she was his partner. Right. (laughs) They had the inside scoop that there was going to be a railroad coming through this area. And uh, so they... The area where our current district office is and where the historical society is? Everything east of Walnut Street. Wow, okay. So it was from Walnut Street to about Cherry Street, mm-hmm. which was called Main Street at that time. Um, and from as far north as First Street to as far south as Ordnance Road. Okay. That was the main crux of the Yankee layout. And they laid out a plan, and um, I believe it was in 1874, they were said we're going to make this town in 1875 is when the town was founded. One thing they knew is that the farmers wanted a place to drive their livestock into town. They said, we have to have a stockyard for the train to ship them. And where the Amp Park is today is where the livestock yard was created. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And the, the, the farmers, they did. They drove the cattle into town. I remember hearing stories of Myrtle Sexauer talking about driving the cattle to town from Western Ankeny. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of changes. And so before we started, um, I I, I was hearing some stories about 18th Street and 
what what 18th Street used to be during during your time in in the schools. But we won't talk about that on this podcast today. However, um, that that um, brings up the the many changes that you've seen since your time um, in the Ankeny schools, but then also with with your your children and their and their children, your grandchildren. Um, over the last 10 years. And so, um, Lois, um, you know, what do you think is um, for what, what do you think is important for our audience to know about the history of Ankeny and the changes that um, have occurred over the over the um, past 50, 100 years? Yeah. Ankeny has been very fortunate that we've had strong leadership with uh, good plans for the future. And John and Sarah Ankeny got that all started, of course, and they had a plan because of the railroad running through the town. And it wasn't too long after that that they discovered these coal mines in the area, and that brought lots of immigrants who had worked in coal mines overseas yeah. and had moved here. And um, at one point, I know Enterprise, which is about, what, three miles east of Ankeny, was bigger than Ankeny at the turn of that century. Yeah. Um, from that point on, uh, there was a uh, rumor of war, and um, there was needs for military uh, equipment. And I know this, the federal government had plans uh, to help with that war but not be involved in the war. And so they designed these munition plants around the country, mm -hmm. and they had picked what is now known as John Deere as uh, the plant where we would make uh, 30 and 50 caliber bullets wow. for the war. And uh, that brought lots of people to town. Yeah. So uh, another reason that Ankeny has continued to grow is because we happen to be not only on a railroad, but we're on an interstate system. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it brings businesses and that brings more people. So Ankeny has continued to grow. And what does that encourage? More schools. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Joanne, you know, what do you think is important for our, our audience to know about uh, the history of Ankeny, especially the, the, um, those families that are that are new to town? It's just uh, the shopping opportunities are fantastic. I remember as uh, in high school, we had to go to Des Moines for all of our basic needs. Uh, we had the basic groceries here, but any shopping beyond that was at the shopping malls in Des Moines, and they were just beginning to start in the early 50s and the 60s, so shopping availability. Okay, okay. And so um, how are you uh, partnering with the Ankeny Schools to maintain uh, knowledge of Ankeny's history? Um, uh, Joanne, Joanne or Lois, do you want, you want to um, sh share uh, what we've been doing so far? Over the years, the Historical Society has remained involved with the school system. Uh, we have tour groups that come from the schools. Uh, we've had many second graders come on field trips. We've had eighth graders come and uh, for a day and learn all sorts of things about Ankeny's history. And uh, for the past dozen years or so, I think we've been, uh, since Centennial was created, a group of us have been going up and talking to the 11th grade uh, social studies classes about the history of Ankeny, growing up in Ankeny in the 50s and 60s. Okay. And uh, that's, that's really a fun experience. Wow. Evan, so um, in your bio, I mentioned that you've been a member of the um, Historical Society for the past four years, which means you became a member before you graduated. And so can you tell our listeners what you, you typically don't see someone so young 
have an interest in becoming part of a historical society, society let alone um, studying history. And so, you know, what drew you to, um, what sparked your interest in Ankeny history and to pursue that um, in your post-secondary life? Yeah, as was kind of mentioned in um, when you were originally describing me, um, a lot of that spawned off of my interest in my own family's history in the Ankeny area. Um, the Yalbas have been in the Ankeny area for quite a long time, and you, you see snippets of the Yalba name show up in many different aspects of the Ankeny area's history. And um, especially, as, as was also mentioned, um, getting... Uh, this extra knowledge from my family, like um, my grandmother especially, as well as um, some other family members, um, it, it made me want to explore further uh, just everything I could about our family's past. And so that led me down a roll, or down kind of a rabbit hole, I guess you would say, <laughs> of all sorts of different aspects of Ankeny's history yeah. and compiling upon my already uh, pretty strong interest in history. Um, it just made me even all the more interested in pretty much anything Ankeny history. And so starting about ninth grade or so, I endeavored on a personal uh, research project, which um, very quickly brought me um, on a collision course with the Historical Society as <laughs> I um, began um, or trying to get more involved just out of my own curiosity and interest. Right. Um, I specifically remember one of the first times was a, an ice cream social. Um, and it was probably this summer after my ninth grade year. Um, and so that's when I signed the, signed the paperwork to become a historical society member. And I attended some meetings and got to know some members of the board, um, which is a really cool opportunity. And so it's just, uh, it's, Almost like it fulfills itself by being able to have this close connection with the historical society and my own interest. It just kind of compounds on itself. So. And so uh, your your interest in not only your your family history but the city's history. How do you think that that's changed your perspective about the city, about your education, about what you've been pursuing at Grinnell at all? Oh yeah. Well, my interest in high school about or of Ankeny history is and history in general is what did bring me to pursue a uh, uh, a history uh, major as well as trying to go into museum work. I credit the uh, Ankeny Area Historical Society with kind of inspiring that decision to, out of all the possibilities of being a history major or career possibilities, I specifically wanted to start doing museum work just because of how much I enjoyed my time at the Historical Society. And I think Ankeny is often seen as like a really new town, yeah. but having that alternate perspective, especially as it relates to stuff in the early 1900s, like the coal mines in particular, and even the ordnance plan, stuff like that, it's a layer of Ankeny's history that doesn't really get shown very often. And um, it's really something that just kind of Accent or um, highlights um, where we have been and um, just brings a new depth of understanding to yeah. how I view the community. Oh, that's great. That's what we'd love to have the community people come and visit us and see about Ankeny's history because they don't know the, about the coal mines. And there were actually three coal mines located within five miles of Ankeny. Okay. Many people do not know that. <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk about it, Joanne. So you mentioned um, the Historical Society wants the community to come out and, and visit. Um, talk about when can a family come and visit the Historical Society? Well, for the first time last summer, we had been open on Sunday afternoons during the summer. 
but we didn't get very many people in attendance. So we decided, let's open on Saturday mornings. So we're open for, during the summer from June until the end of August. We're open every Saturday morning from 10 in the morning until noon. Okay. It's a great opportunity for families to come or for anybody to come. And I, I had the opportunity to, to come with some third graders last year. That It was a very um, interesting um uh, being um, dragged along <laughs> with some third graders um, on the first and second floor. So, but a, a lot of information that was shared with with, with our students, um, and just seeing Ankeny um, from that lens was very interesting to me. And so, uh, Lois, can you talk about you know, what exhibits do you have on display currently at the Historical Society and? How often do these exhibits change? Sure, sure. We've got two different buildings at the museum. We have a, a Pioneer House, which is the one we've talked about earlier that was moved from the highway. And we also have a newer barn. The barn was built in 2006 okay. because we had so many artifacts donated by residents that we needed a place to display them. And so uh, those items are on display uh, whenever you come to an open house, or if you prefer a tour, you can call the office and uh, set up a tour. Um, in in those buildings, especially in the barn, you will find information about this ordinance plant. You will see farming implements, an old parlor, an old kitchen, an old grocery store, and much information about the ordinance plant. But one of the highlights is has to do with the schools. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that area, you will see a one-room schoolhouse set up. You will see a lot of information about Parkview and the different schools in town. And most recently is a display about all the sports championships over the years since 1969. And there's pictures of all those teams and uh, information about their, the teams of, of those days. So uh, we, we really hope that people would come and just see the stuff that's on display and uh, also, we do have exhibits that change from time to time. So you'll just uh, want to watch our website, right. Facebook posts, um, as those displays uh, switch out throughout the year. What I really appreciated, and I, I believe it was on the second floor when, 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 I, came, when I came to visit, was um, looking at Ankeny through the history of um, um, the different conflicts and wars that um, the United States has have engaged in yeah. throughout the years, and so um, what I found fascinating was seeing how the uniforms and tools that um, our um, enlisted uh, men and women um, had access to and were able to use the type of medical equipment that they had. And so, as a Marine myself, I, I just found that fascinating just seeing the the, the history of how um, our citizens in Ankeny. Um, engaged in um, um, uh, service uh, to our country, but then also, uh, again, how those uniforms and tools that they had access access to um, also changed. Um, I'm also reminded during my visit, um, and forgive me, I can't remember the name of the character. It's a TV on the first floor. <laughs> Floppy. <laughs> Floppy. Okay. So, Joanne, can you tell our listeners um, about Floppy and what Floppy um, does um, at the <clears throat> Historical Society? Well, the creator of Floppy lived in Ankeny, and that okay. was Dwayne Ellett. And he would be on Channel 13 on the noon news, <clears throat> and following the news, they'd have a cartoon or two clip. And Floppy would introduce the cartoon. 
Floppy was a dog. Yes. He was a dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he was created by Dwayne Ellett. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the children would like to come visit Floppy, and they would ask him a question and see if they could catch him and stoop him in answering that question. So yeah, many a school group went down to, to the Floppy Studios. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I encourage um, our listeners that have children, um, come to the Historical Society and visit Floppy. Um, he has a lot of information that he's willing to share with you and your, your children. And so, Evan, um, I mentioned that you're an intern. Can you talk um, about what your experience has been um, as an intern at the Historical Society? You know, what, what do you do? Oh, yeah, it's, it's been a really great experience, and I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to, um, to get it figured out. So it started um, last summer, uh, or the, before, before the end of the school year last summer, um, Grinnell was offering this uh, ability to fund internships that were unpaid. And so I reached out to uh, the then president, John Stratton, um, asking him if he wanted to do an internship or if he, if he wanted to uh, support an internship and um, this is, the historical society wouldn't have to pay anything and I could be I could do whatever the historical society wanted. So for the entire summer, I worked with um, various members of the historical society, um, both the president as well as board members um, and even the office manager at times to um, to do what they wanted wanted to get done at the historical society because as a member as a almost entirely member only organization um, it's a really great um, asset to have someone that's on hand or that's on call for uh, the entire summer more or less and so uh, I did all sorts of things I helped um, uh, organize or um, uh, revise exhibits yeah. um, and working to um, see what we can do better or come up with new ones. So one of the things I've been wor- been working on for a very long time is integrating my personal research project into the coal mining exhibit. Okay. Um, so that is uh, that we worked on for a lot of the summer and it will be um, completed rather shortly. So that's uh, very nice. Um, but uh, we also worked to um, I. Uh, sat down and completely went through the whole website to, you know, try to iron out some issues with it um, and sent that off to the person that was responsible for the website, um, in addition to a lot of other smaller tasks. Um, and same thing will be happening this summer. So uh, perhaps it's a good thing to clarify that uh, it's a summer internship. So mm-hmm. it's it's only during the summer, but it's, you know, 30 hours every week during the summer. So uh, last summer we got a lot done. This summer we're going to work on some new stuff, um, and we'll see where, where that goes. Um, but, yeah, it's been a really cool experience, and it's really nice to be able to work in all different aspects of of operating a museum, which is maybe not something you'd experience at a more at a larger institution. Right. And so being able to see all aspects of that really gives you a sense of where um, your future career might might lead you within the museum field. That's great. That's great. Sounds like you're very busy during the summer. <laughs> Which I is a good be, thing, yeah. right? Right. So, Joanne, th- there's several events scheduled for the spring and summer. Can you tell us about some of those, some of those, and how the community can participate? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the ice cream social is coming up, and it's always held on the last Sunday of June. Okay. And we'd love to have people come and listen to. We have a, a normally a concert too, a, a band playing, and uh, all kinds of ice cream and delicious dessert made by the members. 
not homemade ice cream, just bought ice cream, and which is furnished by Hy-Vee. I had to give them a plug because we're so thankful for their support too. Absolutely. But the desserts are awesome. And we have activities for the children out in the yard. It was so fun to see them out there playing. And once in a while, we'll honor a certain group. A couple of years ago, we were honored about 10 90-year-old ladies okay. who had lived their whole life in Ankeny. And it was tremendous to see their feelings of support and our thanks to them. Right, right. And so sometimes, and I'm, I'm going to ask this question to all three of you, um, but um, sometimes when we're young, we always don't have an appreciation for history. You know, I definitely didn't have the appreciation for history like Evan uh, does at, at his age. Um, however, as you get older, you begin to have more of an appreciation for uh, where you've come from, where your city has come from, um, how it's been built. And so um, for our listeners, um, those um, that have children, those without, um, you know, why should they invest um, their time or resources in um, the historical society? Joanne, I'll, I'll let you answer first. Well, I'd like to share, there's three kinds of Ankeny. And I've said this for about the last 15, 20 years. There's old Ankeny, Ankeny people with roots from 1950 and prior. Mm -hmm. And then there's longtime Ankeny people who says, well, I've been in Ankeny a long time. <laughs> sure you had, between 1950 and 1990. Yeah. And then from 1990 on, that's new Ankeny. Okay. Ankeny begin to explode. Our son was in high school in 91, and our population was around 18, 19,000. Wow. And you look at that to what it is, 75,000 today. Yes. Um, but anyway, everyone says, well, why do I want to become a member of the Historical Society? Well, we need your membership to help keep the doors open. That's what keeps us funded and keeps us being able to do more adventurous things. Um, it may not be your hometown, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But it might be your children's hometown, but it might be your grandchildren's hometown. So many people moved to Ankeny, and they said, we came here because our grandchildren are here. Mm. Well, come and support their hometown, because we'd love to have your support. Well said. Lois? Yeah, I was going to say, anybody who's lived in Ankeny for any length of time can see how things are changing, constantly changing. And so that does kind of open your eyes to the fact that things have been changing for over a hundred and almost 150 years now in in this little town of ours. Yeah. My folks moved here in 1942. There were 750 people. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so you can imagine the amount of change that has occurred. Well, you're living here now. You are part of that change. So you are part of the history. And so because of that, why not join the Historical Society and, and have fun with some of these events that we have? Yeah. Evan? Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, even though perhaps the, or perhaps history doesn't, um, or not a lot of young people might appreciate history as much as they might do as they're older, I think the Historical Society offers a great way for young people to still get involved. Um, every time I've gone, or almost every time I've gone to a uh, Historical Society meeting, there are other young kids that are there, and also the events that we have throughout the year um, are just as accessible to older people as they are for um, the younger generation. And I think specifically on my uh, Field day or day long field trip to the historical society when I was in eighth grade, um, 
and how we got to learn about uh, Ankeny through historical society members just, you know, speaking about Ankeny. And we got to sit in there. We got to look at all the artifacts and, oh, look at this cool military exhibit. That was also, you know, that was a, that was an appeal to a lot of kids, too. And right. so it's um, it's really cool that uh, there are still these opportunities for young kids to get involved and to experience Ankeny's history. No, that's great. And so Joanne, Lois, Evan... Thank you for sharing Ankeny's history and uh, giving a plug for why our community should get more involved with the historical society. The museum has non-traditional operating hours. They have an open house every Saturday from June to Labor Day weekend, and it's open the first Sunday of every month in April, May, October, and November from 2 to 4 p.m. For more information, visit the website at Ankeny Historical. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk About It. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools.